Blog Talk Radio. Time now for the Gridiron Stud Show. Well, you can be all American. Actually, you know. I'm actually, I can do it now. You can do it now? Yeah, I can do it. I'm trying to focus on my position. With your host, Chad Wilson. They hating on me on set. You know, yeah, I got to be setting in the mix. Bringing you high school, college, and NFL talk. I don't rap a discipline. Mr. You all need more discipline. True discipline. Come on, get a grip. Call us on the show today. Don't get out of my face with that crazy stuff. The number to call, 347-633-9365. If y'all got to take, y'all know that. Or you can reach us on Twitter, at Gridiron Stud. And now, your host, Chad going to be hard to top that intro. Nevertheless, I am here. It is Thursday. Thank God. College football kicks off tonight, and I know, I just know you are absolutely happy about that, and uh, it's coming fast and furious. This is what we've all been waiting for, and uh, I'm here to talk a little bit about that today. Also going to talk about some high school football. That's uh, already two weeks into and running here, and there have been some developments and some things we need to talk about, especially if you're from the South Florida area. There's some things that went down last week that we certainly can discuss here on the show. And, uh, of course, we'll also talk some NFL football. We're two weeks away from the opening day in the uh, – well, actually, not even two weeks away, less than two weeks away from opening day in the National Football League. Dolphins, what will they do this season? I want you to call me today. The number is – Three four seven six three three nine three six five. I want you to call in and tell me what you think the Miami Dolphins record is going to be in 2015. Come on, have a pair of balls. Be bold about it. Call me in now. Tell me what you think the Dolphins record would be. And feel free to tell me why you think they're going to have the record that you think they're going to have. So again, three four seven six three three nine three six five. Other things you could call in about today is uh. I've got this question for you out there. Put a picture up on Twitter, and here's what it's all about. And maybe a little bit of a silly question, but I still would like your answer on it. If you if you had to choose between these three guys in their current state, in their current state to come back and quarterback your team for one day, your NFL team for one day, you need a win, and your choice is one of these three guys in their current state, do you take John Elway, Dan Marino, or Randall Cunningham? Again, in their current state, which one of these three guys 
do you pick if you have to choose from one of those three guys to quarterback your team for one day and you need that victory to get into the playoffs? Is it John Elway? Is it Dan Marino? Or is it Randall Cunningham in their current state? Call me today, 347-633-9365 with your answer to that. Again, we're going to talk high school football. Booker T. Washington's 41-game win streak was snapped last week. And by snapped, I mean um, snapped. Absolutely uh, beaten around the head by St. Thomas. I guess we had a 35-3 to final score. 35-3, uh, as uh, some of you may have seen on a video that was put out there. Absolutely hilarious. But nevertheless, 35-3, to the 41-game uh, win streak comes to a screeching halt. I'm sure many of you out there in the local South Florida area, Dade, Broward, maybe even Palm Beach, uh, pretty much knew that Booker T would not continue that streak through this season. They're, you know, a lesser Booker T uh, team, and I hate to say that because, you know, you have players that are on the team now. But let's just face it. Let's be men about things. Booker T right now is not what Booker T has been. It was kind of tough, <clears throat> excuse me, to keep up that level of play. That I mean, Booker T had been riding high for quite some time, um, had been unstoppable as a 41-game win streak would kind of indicate, and it played some big uh, games along the way, won several championships, three to be exact, um, beat Central several times in uh, in that streak. So uh comes to a screeching halt against uh, the uh, Roger Harriet-led St. Thomas Aquinas Raiders. Uh, I've heard all the noise out there, people saying, oh, well, St. Thomas is only going to take you on once you have uh, come down off the mountaintop. Uh, perhaps there's some truth to that, or maybe there isn't. Very difficult. You know, high school football is an ever-changing thing. It's a fluid situation, as they would say. So from one year to the next, you could be really, really good and then not so good the next year. And we kind of experienced some of this when I was at university school. No one really cared. No one wanted to hear us cry any tears. Our 2013 team was not as good as the 2012 team. Yet when we were trying to schedule the big boys in 2012, uh, we got turned away quite a bit. We knew we had a great team. We wanted to go out and try and play the best that was out there. And uh, we kind of got some doors shut in our face, and they told us, you guys win a championship and then come back and talk to us. Well, uh, nevertheless, we did win a championship in 2012, uh, a very heavy senior-laden team, uh, which is typically what you have when you can achieve things like that. The more seniors that are good players, the better. And that's what we had in 2012 come back in 2013, and while we may have had some good senior players on the team, some great senior players on the team, there were guys that had come from uh, several other places, and there wasn't quite the unity as a 2012 team. So uh, it was at this time that we were able to get games against the big boys, Bradenton Manatee, Central, uh, Booker T, which, you know, happened to be in the in, in our classification. So uh, we lost all three of those games, and you know, of course, the big mouths, especially the ones down in Dade County, uh, were eager to tell us, oh, I, we told you you guys weren't about that. Well, sure. Um, let's see how Booker T feels now when uh, people are talking about how much they were dominated by St. Thomas. Now, everyone knows they're not as good as they used to be, but let's see what excuse Booker T. Are, are they going to accept that excuse now? I mean, if you're Booker T and you're that program, you're that program. So it shouldn't matter when you take on St. Thomas. Wasn't that some of the logic that was used when uh, you had your way with the university school? So, you know, what say you, Booker T fans and backers out there? 
um, as they get completely handled by St. Thomas. And let's be honest with you, that 35-3 score could have certainly have been worse. I could definitely have seen St. Thomas putting up two more touchdowns in that game. You know, could, that could have easily been a 49-3, to 49-nothing game. So um, let's see what you fans out there, you Booker T backers, you Dade County people, you Dade County folks that have been all about Booker T when they're on that 41-game win streak. Uh, let's see if you want to stand in the paint today. You can call me, 347-633-9365. I want to hear all the reasons and excuses and the what – you know, whatever you got to say about what went down uh, last week against St. Thomas. What were the reasons for that? I'd love to hear that. Now, that's a phone call definitely worth making today. You want to tell me the reason why you guys lost by 32 points to St. Thomas last week? I'm all ears. I'm listening. 347-633-9365. Other story is uh, Miami Central. They take on DeMatha last week on the road, and they, too, got completely dominated. So many folks down in Dade County and South Florida left scratching their head after last week's results. It's been a long time since you've seen Booker T and Central lose in the same week. And uh, the way that they lost was of uh, a special interest. Both teams completely dominated in their game. So you're left to ask and wonder uh, what's going on in Dade County football. And who is the big bad wolf in Dade County? Is it still Central? Is it still Booker T? Or will there be someone new coming to the forefront in uh, Miami-Dade County football this year? And if so, who would that be? Is it going to be Columbus, the 8-8 team that made their way all the way to the uh, to Orlando last year? Are they the new big bad dogs in Dade County? Would love to hear from any of you listening out there right now. Three four seven six three three nine three six five. But because that's interesting, you know what's that going to mean if uh, Central goes on and wins state, or Booker T goes on and wins state? What does the rest of the country think? Because they'll all go back to what went down last week, in which both teams were completely dominated in their games. Will that be an opportunity for the rest of the country to say, "Hey, what I don't know about"? South Florida football being all that because, you know, these two teams at Juan State, I distinctly remember them way back in August getting punched right in the mouth by the two teams that they faced. So what say you about that? It's going to be interesting to see how all that shakes down. So uh, certainly something for you to call in today. Again, my question today, though, uh, for your NFL fans out there, you got one game and your choice is, one of these three guys in their current state to play quarterback for your team, is it Dan Marino, is it John Elway, is it Randall Cunningham? Which one of those three do you take? So feel free to call in on that one today. Um, and, the, and later on in the show in the NFL segment, I'll, uh, I'll give you my read, my, my answer on that one. Uh, not an easy pick to make you know, when you start talking about current state. It'd be interesting to know who people would take with all of these guys in their prime. Which one would you take? But I'm going in their current state. Which one of these guys do you take and put them on your team to win a ball game? All right, nevertheless, high school football, uh, you know, it doesn't stop. It keeps on rolling. We're moved into another week. A lot of big matchups coming up this week couple of the matchups to pay attention to and that starts tonight 
So if you find yourself with nothing to do, you got Cypress Bay taking on Taravella. That's going to be at Piper for some reason. Cypress Bay taking on Taravella. You've got Carroll City taking on Oxbridge Academy. Now, look, Oxbridge Academy is that sleeping giant. You've got some folks out there that don't want to believe that for whatever the reason may be. I don't know what. You've got to give the people their props. Oxbridge has uh, put a lot of money and resource into what they're doing there, and it's only a matter of time before they com- become completely dominant. Last week they gave a glimpse of that as uh, Gulliver Prep has been a solid program in Dade County for quite some time. Went up there, took on Oxbridge, and by took on, that's the term used loosely because they got completely slapped around. It was a 46 to nothing final as Oxbridge totally dominated. Now Carroll City, you know, a legendary program in Dade County, certainly not the Carroll City of old, but a solid program, is heading out to Oxbridge Academy tonight. And uh, what will take place there? An interesting matchup as Carroll City faces Oxbridge. Uh, Going to kind of want to see where Carroll City is at and just is is how far along is Oxbridge. Carroll City heads out there and they get done exactly the way that Gulliver Prep got done. And yeah, it's time for you folks to stop your denial. Get out of denial about Oxbridge because I'm just telling you right now, they're just going to continue to go up whether you like that or not. Another matchup for you at FIU North American High School taking on Norland. Two historically solid programs in Dade County. Americans had a tough start to their season. Can they snap back against Norland? We'll find out tonight at 7 p.m. at FIU North. Some other big matchups coming up tomorrow night. Definitely have some big games going on in Broward County. Blanche Ely takes on Plantation. Two solid programs. There, a big one that everyone's been looking forward to is Coconut Creek, who has a ton of Division I prospects, will be traveling to take on Flanagan. Flanagan no longer just a place for you to get good ribs. There's actually a real live breathing program there in Flanagan, one of the favorites in 8A to go to states and win it all this year. They are going to play host to Coconut Creek. That is a big-time battle that uh, a lot of eyes will be on. So Coconut Creek taking on Flanagan at Flanagan tomorrow. Dillard, who fared better in their game against St. Thomas than Booker T did. It was a kickoff classic, so you know you could offer up quite a few excuses as to why that might have been the case. But nevertheless, Dillard is going to take on Hallandale, one of uh, one of the teams that have come into this season, this 2015 season, with quite a bit of hype and hoopla, and rightfully so, a ton of Division One prospects and. Uh, Athletes and specimen over there for Hallandale. They will play host to Dillard. Miramar tries to get back on the horse after getting completely knocked off by IMG last week. It was a 31 to nothing game at the end of the first quarter. As Miramar went out there and got completely manhandled, things did settle down. And it ended up being a 38-14 game, but they were just completely outclassed. Don't know how that leaves them mentally coming in to uh, this battle against St. Thomas who, uh, again, is coming off of snapping Booker T's 41-game win streak. It's going to be interesting to see if Miramar can uh, wake up and smell the coffee as they take on St. Thomas. That's a tough back-to-back stretch, though, taking on IMG and then uh, taking on St. Thomas. So going to be interesting to see what, if anything, Miramar can do. Do do they catch St. Thomas flying a little high? That's the only hope. Booker T, what do they do after a 35-3 loss to St. Thomas on national television? They travel to pace 
No one really knows what Pace has going on. We'll find out a little bit on that 7.30 tomorrow night as Booker T travels to take on Monsignor Pace. What about Central, who I discussed earlier having uh, some issues when they took on DeMatha? That was a nationally televised game. They are going to travel to take on Killian, who's always a solid program. Can Central pull it all together and, um, you know, get get themselves back together and uh, show some people that uh, they are not dead. And they will have that opportunity when they take on Killian tomorrow at 7.30 down at Southridge. Columbus, who I spoke about earlier, they were in the big dance in 8A last year, did get a strong win last week. So they took on Jackson. Can they continue that against Northwestern, another historical program? From Dade County, this game will be at Traz Powell, 7.30 p.m. And then the big one on Saturday, if you've got nothing to do, come on out to American Heritage as DeMatha, the same DeMatha that pounded Central last week, is going to take on my American Heritage Patriots. And the question is, what do you folks out there, especially, especially, you know, they love their football down in Dade County, and rightfully so, rightfully so. Let me not take that away. I mean, Dade County produces many, many athletes He's got Dade County athletes all over the NFL, but some folks down in Dade County think that football does not exist out of Dade County. What say you folks, you Dade County football lovers, if uh, American Heritage defeats DeMatha? Will there be excuses? Will you give American Heritage their props? What exactly is your your mode if American Heritage happens to defeat DeMatha after DeMatha so soundly defeated Big Bad Central last week. Love to get your thoughts on that. You can do that. Give me a call here. 347-633-9365. Going to head into the break. When I get back, it's college football time here on the Gridiron Studs Show. We're going to talk about some of the games coming up tonight. Talk about some of the big Saturday matchups and some other things that are going on in college football as we head into week one of the college football season. We'll do that and more when we get back here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Stay with us. You want the truth? Well, here it is. Speed kills. And in no other sport is that true than in football. Speed gets you to the end zone. Speed gets you to the ball carrier. Speed makes you a winner. Do you want championship type speed? Do you want speed that kills? Then complete speed is what you need. Complete speed is turning athletes into game breakers. With quick and easy methods that are easy to understand, complete speed can shave time off your 40-yard dash, make you quicker and more explosive. They have a clear progression, drills, and exercises along with specific instructions. They also have proven sample workouts and programs for you, the individual, or for you, the coach. Speed is what you need, so hurry now and check out Complete Speed. Just go to gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed. That's gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed for more information right now. Hey, 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 do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. 
turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payoffs. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. One member has made over $600,000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one-day contest for $25 and, get this, cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS. Do it now! I'm Chad Wilson with a Gridiron Stud Sports Lightning update in Major League Baseball. Toronto Blue Jays defeat the Cleveland Indians 5-1 to and remain atop the AL East, one and a half games ahead of the New York Yankees, who beat Boston 13-8 at Fenway yesterday. Jays now have won eight of their last ten. The Dodgers defeat the Giants in a pitching duel as Clayton Kershaw continues to be a dominant force. He strikes out 15 in the 2-1 to win and improves on his stout 2.1 ERA. Dodgers hold a six-and-a-half game lead on San Francisco in the NL West. Other winners on Wednesday were the Marlins, Reds, Angels, Orioles, Mets, Nationals, Royals, Brewers, Twins, Mariners, Rockies, and Rangers. In college football, the season kicks off tonight with a doubleheader on ESPN. First at 6 p.m., the old ball coach Steve Spurrier and the South Carolina Gamecocks take on North Carolina Tar Heels. At 9 p.m., TCU begins their quest for the college football playoff on the road versus the Golden Gophers in Minnesota. The much-awaited debut of Jim Harbaugh at Michigan takes place tonight as the Wolverines face Utah on the road at 8.30 p.m. You can watch that one on Fox Sports 1. Check your local listings. In the NFL, the Buffalo Bills continue to be worried that newly acquired LaShawn McCoy may not be ready for the season opener. The Pro Bowl running back is hailed by a hamstring issue. And finally, in the NBA, Rocket center Dwight Howard attempts to enter an airplane in Houston with a gun. You can't do that. He's detained. Sources say the giant NBA star won't face charges. That's your Sports Lightning wrap. Now back to the Gridiron Stud Show. Public's out there throwing darts at a board, sport. I don't throw darts at a board. I bet on sure things. Sweet Sun Tzu, the art of war. Every battle is won before it's ever fought. on a Gridiron Stud Show. We're back. Just finished talking a little high school football. But, hey, listen, if you've got something on your chest, you can call me anytime about a little high school football. What do you think of Booker T's 41-game win streak getting snapped? I mean, absolutely, completely broken by St. Thomas in a uh, 35-3 whitewashing. 
What do you want to say about Central going and getting completely manhandled by DeMatha? What's going on with football down in South Florida? That's what the entire country is asking here right now. They want to know what's going on with South Florida football. I'm here to tell you nothing wrong. It's just some other places that are on the come up right now. So so you folks out there need to open your eyes up. Do you think Central and Booker T battle back this week and get back on the horse? Booker T's taking on pace. Central is going to be taking on Killian. Um, do you see any trouble for either one of those two teams in their matchups? If you want to talk about any of the big matchups coming up this weekend, Dillard taking on Hallandale, American Heritage taking on DeMatha, St. Thomas battling Miramar, Flanagan taking on Coconut Creek. If you've got uh, any insight as to who you think is going to win, what's going to happen in those games, feel free to call me here on the show today, number 347-633-9365. Always got time to talk high school football. But we're going to turn our attention now to college football. It is front and center tonight as the season kicks itself back off. Uh, and as I said during the uh, lightning sports wrap, we going to start. We're going to start this thing off first thing off the board at six o'clock. First game of the 2015 college football season is going to feature good old ball coach Steve Spurrier, who many are speculating as to whether or not this is going to be his last season um he has not said anything about it but you know how the public is they like to go ahead and speculate so they've been speculating as to how much long uh, how much longer steve spurrier is going to continue to coach at south carolina i'm going to tell you who else is really hard and fast on this issue is uh, all of the schools they got to recruit against south carolina they've been steadily on that issue and they're in the homes of all these recruits letting them know that Steve Spurrier was born a long time ago and uh, probably is not long for coaching. That is the tactic that is being used. I'm here to tell you absolutely for sure that that is what's going on. Nevertheless, that's all to the wayside as tonight the uh, South Carolina Gamecocks are going to be taking on North Carolina. That is on ESPN for you local folks down here in the South Florida. A couple of uh, guys you want to keep your eyes on. You've got Chris Lamonts. Local guy from Plantation, Sky Moore from University School. He's now the middle linebacker for uh, South Carolina and perhaps uh, one of their top prospects, if not their top prospect, um, coming up on this 2015 season. You also have Al Harris Jr., St. Thomas cornerback prospect. And uh, if you recognize the name, father was a uh, longtime NFL cornerback as well. And uh, finally, you've got Richard Fenton who is uh, from Carroll City, one of uh, your top prospects coming out in the class of 2015. Uh, All four of those guys expected to see some action today, so it'd be interesting to see how that goes down and how does South Carolina kick off the season. Can North Carolina play defense better than they did in 2014? Those are some things that you want to see. What's going on at quarterback for South Carolina? Can the Gamecocks improve on a defense that took a serious step back? Um, you know, a year a year ago, can they get back on with that? And so that's going to be a very interesting to see what the defense looks like this year because that was a big source of problem for them. Uh, folks not really having big, big expectations for South Carolina as they did last year. Um, so maybe that's a better place for South Carolina, not to have a ton of expectations going into the season. Might be a little better to operate that way. A lot of eyes on Georgia, people talking Tennessee, what's going to happen in Florida, and they've kind of 
forgotten about the old ball coach down there other than the fact that, you know, folks are speculating as to whether or not he is going to retire. At 9 o'clock, the second half of the ESPN doubleheader, which we're used to having when the season kicks off on a Thursday, it is TCU. One of the teams up in arms last year about not being included in that final four. It was them and Baylor shedding several liters of tears when they were not included. I, for one, don't feel bad. You guys are in a conference that decided didn't want to have a championship game. You're in a conference that calls itself the Big 12 with 10 teams in it. I mean, there's a host of problems there. And on top of that, no one in your conference wants to play any defense. We'll see if Charlie Strong comes in and changes the culture there. But as of right now, defense is a placeholder for offenses in the Big 12. But nevertheless, can TCU pack offense, a ton of it, and some defense when they head out to Minnesota to take on the Golden Gophers on the surface? You know, many would say, ah, this is no big deal here. But look, Minnesota plays a physical brand of football. They can run the football. They can let the air out of the football. They can limit your possessions. They can cut down the amount of plays that you run. These are all things that TCU excels in. And uh, so what kind of a matchup is this for TCU, and will it be a cakewalk for them? And uh, Boykin, quarterback for TCU, how is he going to open up the season? You know, so we're we're uh, we're going to see how that works. And listen, I know we're talking college football, but uh, this breaking news: Tom Brady is not is not going to miss one single solitary game this football season. How about that, folks? I mean, the New England Patriots win the Super Bowl, and I'll be damned if right here in August. They don't win again. Brady wins his appeal. The ban is nullified, Judge Rules. If you are a New England Patriots fan, I mean, you've got to be dancing naked in the streets up there in Boston. Unbelievable. How about that? Um, I don't know. Are you shocked by this? Can you be shocked? So, again, the New England Patriots stay winning. How about that? Tom Brady will not sit one single game this year. So here you go, boys and girls. It's okay to deflate your balls, just so that you know. You want to call in on that show? Uh, the number is 347-633-9365. So, again, Tom Brady skirts, avoids the rush in the pocket that would have sat him down for four games this year. And he will uh, be front and center. I'll, I'll look, how'd they handle that preseason again? I haven't really paid attention to New England Patriots football this preseason. And why would I? Um, how did they split those reps between him and Garoppolo? You know who's pissed off? It's that Garoppolo guy. Here is my opportunity, my golden moment. I'm sure he was basking in all this. Here's my chance. And some fool judge rips all that away from me. Unbelievable. But, hey, folks, it's Tom Brady's world. We're all just living in it. Model wife, multiple Super Bowl rings, and now he uh, beats the case. How about that? They call John Gotti the Teflon Don. This is the uh, Teflon Tom right here. Beats the case absolutely, completely amazing. Nevertheless, back to college football. Uh, you've got those big games coming up. Locally, here in South Florida, University of Miami football kicks off on Saturday as they take on Bethune-Cookman. 
what to expect from your Miami Hurricanes. There is no doubt about it. There's no playing around with it. There's no way around it. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Al Golden is on the hot seat. So it's going to be that kind of season. There were some hot seats last year going in, if we um, remember. One hot seat was Brady Hoke in Michigan. And, man, that thing got hot. And it just kept getting hotter. And uh, by the middle of the season, you knew Brady Hawk was a new member of Walking Dead. Could have just made a real strong guest appearance on that show because he was a dead man walking. Will Muschamp came into the season on a warm seat that got hotter and just completely went on fire when they were handed their heads by Missouri. And uh, cool the seat off a little bit with a win against Georgia. And then the seat exploded against South Carolina when they came in and won. And uh, Will Muschamp was a dead man walking as he entered into the Florida State game, which uh, the uh, Florida Gators did lose. Speaking of the Florida Gators, there's been much to talk about with them. Brand new coach Jim McElwain. But the biggest story of the last two weeks for the Florida Gators has been who is going to be the starting quarterback. There is a tremendous quarterback battle going on in camp. And uh, while everyone else was putting out depth charts and announcing and naming their starters, Florida Gators wanted uh, a little bit extra time. And uh, so it was announced that both Will Greer and Treyon Harris would play quite a bit in this game on Saturday against New Mexico State. But someone had to walk out on the field first, and it was announced yesterday by McIlwain that that would be Treyon Harris. And joining me on the show now to talk a little bit more about this big issue as to what's going to go on with the quarterback position at the University of Florida this year is my resident Florida Gators uh, spy, I guess. Well, let me not let me not use that type of terminology. Florida Gators reporter Nick Delatori from Gator Country joins me here on the Gridiron Stud Show to talk about what everyone wants to talk about in Gatorland, and that is the quarterback situation and what's going to happen there. You know, I'd put a stopwatch on you, but go ahead, Nick. Shoot, tell me, give me the latest. Well, spy's not bad. It gives me some kind of like air of mystique. We can stick with spy. Um, yeah. Well. The latest, uh, if you're on Twitter, is the the sky is falling, so I hope you're wearing a hard hat. Um, I don't know why the sky is falling when a kid who went 4-2 and two, uh, wins a job as a starting quarterback, and, you know, we haven't seen the other guys throw a pass against, you know, a team not wearing orange and blue. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, it, it came down, it came down to the wire, and I think, the important thing is Jim McElwain named the starter for Saturday. Um, I really mm-hmm. think that he he's taking the mentality of the quarterback battle is not going to be won on the practice field. It's going to be won under the lights on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim McElwain has continued to say over and over again, you know, I don't think I'm going to learn what I need to learn about these quarterbacks until, you know, the bullets start flying, until there's no – you know, non-contact jersey on the quarterback and somebody's out there actually trying to take their head off. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think starting with Trent Harris, uh, Jim hasn't really said what the split is going to be. He seems to be a guy that's really, you know, kind of shoots from the hip, uh, goes with his gut feeling. So 
if Trent Harris comes out and completes his first 11 passes, Will Greer's going to have to sit a while. He's not going to take out, uh, to use his own terminology, he's not going to take out the hot shooter. Um, mm-hmm. But you're going to see both guys. And I, mm-hmm. I think New Mexico State's a really bad football team and that both guys are going to look really good on Saturday and that you're going to mm-hmm. be in the same situation a week from now where mm-hmm. someone's named the starter, but both are going to play against uh, against ECU. And then I think you really have to pick a starter uh, before you hit the road to start the SEC yeah, conference. Yeah, that's, that's uh, my thought schedule. process. When both of these guys go 11 of 14 for 175 yards and two touchdowns apiece, I mean, we are going to really be sitting in the same boat, the same situation mm-hmm. a week from now. So um, a part of me says this is probably a, a good way to go. You do need to see what a guy's going to do and when the lights are on, so to speak, and they'll literally be on because it's a Saturday night game. Um, but but how much are you going to learn against a team like New Mexico State? You know, East Carolina is going to provide a stiffer challenge, but that too is a game that the uh, Gators should win. So what do you do after East Carolina? Well, you know, this is what I really think. Um, with Jim McElwain, he, he's very uh, good with the media uh, as far as he's not going to tell us more than he wants to tell us ever. There's really no slipping. So you kind of have to put pieces together. Um, all off season, he talked about affecting the guys around you. You know, I need the quarterback to make the 10 people on the field better. And then mm-hmm. he stopped mentioning that and started mentioning, well, we'll move the ones really good today, but I think Treon Harris moved the twos better. The mm-hmm. ones are ones for a reason. <laughs> They're the mm-hmm. better players. So to mm-hmm. me, that was Jim McElwain saying, Tran Harris is getting more out of less than Will Greer is. Mm-hmm. So I really think that also mm-hmm. plays into this. And then if Will's going to be coming in, uh, you know, when Florida's up 14 nothing or, you know, 21-7, there's going to be a point in the game where Will Greer is playing with backups. I think Jim McElwain is really going to look to see, does our offense take a step back because we put the second string in? Or was Will able to keep that ball rolling? Was Trion able to keep that ball rolling when we put in the guys that weren't starters? So I think you know what I see, Nick. I I think I see a situation where it's going to be impossible almost for whoever that loses and the backers of whoever that person is that loses to come out of this really feeling like uh, they got a fair shake, unless one of these guys goes in and totally bombs. And if this if the if the battle in games is anywhere as close as we've been led to believe that it has been in practice, somebody's going to feel cheated here. Yeah, and you know that that's tough. That's um somebody was asking me uh you know, what what about the backup running back battle? What about the cornerback battle? And I said a lot of running backs can play in the game. A lot of cornerbacks mm-hmm. will play in the game. Only one mm-hmm. quarterback can play. Um, so mm-hmm. Jim McElwain has had two quarterback systems before. They've been very mm-hmm. short-lived. He really goes mm-hmm. with the guy and sticks with it. And, you know, mm-hmm. for for both of these quarterbacks, had a ton of success um, in high school. Uh, Trent had mm-hmm. some success in, in college. And neither of them came to the University of Florida with the intentions of, being an okay college player and then figuring out, you know, where to sell insurance after school. Uh, mm-hmm. They want to play in the mm-hmm. NFL. So I, I really would see it. I really don't see a scenario where 
the 2016 season comes around and both of these guys are on because, like you said, um, feelings get hurt in this situation, and and both these guys want to play. Yeah, no, no doubt about that, and uh, perhaps we could say both do deserve to play. So, you know, we're gonna have to keep an eye on you know whoever the runner-up is on this, and you know what we think their future plans are gonna be. Well, let's get into this because. You know, you follow me on Twitter and you see how I've gone off on this uh, at least two times already, maybe even three. Um, there's been a slant in the reporting by the quote-unquote Gator reporters. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I struggle to even use that term for some of these guys. Um, it's hard for me to use that word reporter anymore when you've got all these blogs that are out and um, everyone thinks that they are they, – they deserve that title. But nevertheless – uh, there's been a slant towards Will Greer. There's no doubt about it in the reporting. Um, some of the headlines, Will Greer's all but locked up the uh, quarterback job. Uh, it's been Will Greer this, Will Greer that, very little on Trayon Harris. What do you make of that whole situation? Well, I, a couple things. I make I make of it, um, you know, the plan for Will with the previous coaching staff, the plan was really for Will to come in, um, red shirt, and then take over the job for Jeff Driscoll. Um, obviously, Driscoll gets hurt and ends up having another year of eligibility. That kind of skews things a little bit. Tran Harris comes into the fold, comes in and plays. So I think a lot of the reporters' thinking was going back to that. Well, this was always the plan for Will, redshirt a year, then mm-hmm. take over. Uh, and then also, I think it's people putting too much stock into those 10 to 15 minutes that we get to see. To me, yeah, now I'm tell there, us exactly I, what you get to see for those 10 to 15 okay, minutes for so, fans out there that don't understand. What exactly do you see in those first 10 to 15 minutes? Um, in open practice, we see they call them swamp jacks, which are basically mm-hmm. jumping jacks, and uh, mm-hmm. that moves into an active warm-up. So, you know, we're talking mm-hmm. high knees, stuff like that, mm-hmm. just getting mm-hmm. the body ready to start practice. and then At least five minutes right to, there. That's five minutes, yeah, easily. Um, then they'll jump into uh, what they call their fastball portion of practice, mm-hmm. and that's one minute mm-hmm. of 11-on-11, 11 11, kind of hurry-up tempo, moving things along. Um, so we see actual football there, you know, plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then as soon as fastball, that one-minute period is over, it's individual drills. Um, wraps right. on air, you know, cornerbacks catching passes from, from, from Coach Callahan. Uh, mm-hmm. Coach Nord's working with the tight ends, and you know Coach mm-hmm. Rump's yelling at the defensive line. So, and to me, I, I can't speak for everyone else, but to me, I go to practice uh, like I have a ticket to a Broadway play. I know that mm-hmm. the coaching staff knows that I'm out there for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. That I'm going mm-hmm. to be putting what I see on Twitter, mm-hmm. on my message board, on the website, and they mm-hmm. know what they want me to see. They're, they know what they're mm-hmm. showing me. So I never right. put too much into what I saw, unless it's something, you know, hey, Ahmad Fuller dropped seven passes that were thrown his way during wraps on mm-hmm. air. That's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't hide stuff like that. But as far as right. who's taking reps with the ones and the twos, that's absolutely controllable by the coaching staff during that portion. 
Right, and hence the reason why why you are a regular on this show and not some one-time <laughs> guy. At least you're smart enough to know that. And it just absolutely, for someone who's been to several Gator practices, and, you know, because I have a son on the team or, you know, I have a future recruit and my younger one, I'm allowed to stay past that 15-minute period. And I know the real practice starts when you guys leave. And so to see that and know that and then have guys making these definitive declarations about what's going on with Florida Gators football and practice absolutely drives me crazy. It's like just based off of what you described, five minutes of stretching, basically two minutes of real football, and then individual drills, you're going to go tell the people out there that so-and-so has all but won the job. Are, like, are you are you nuts? Are you crazy? What is the matter with you? And you got fans that'll just soak that up. To me, it's like the Inquirer back in the day. Inquirer where they talked about Bigfoot um, fighting an alien in the woods. It's like, what are you guys talking about? It's ridiculous. So uh, that just drives me crazy. Yeah, and you know, I, I really think that, especially in the spring, um, that Will Greer was more impressive than what we saw, and, and that was stuff as far as learning a new way to play. Both guys, Greer and Traylon, played almost strictly out of the shotgun in high school. So now being asked to take a ball from under center, take an actual drop, and kind of go through some progressions, I definitely saw Will pick that up quicker than Traylon did. Um, Mm -hmm. Traylon also had the tragedy, uh, and his family had to miss some time. So I really felt during Mm -hmm. that time with Will taking all of the first-team reps that he took – a step ahead of Treon there. Um, but from mm-hmm. what we've been told, Treon uh, got some talking to by Quentin Dunbar, by some family members, and he's really uh, picked it up this past three weeks, one month, um, really putting in the extra time. And to me, if you're a Gator fan, you know, and you're tweeting at me, oh, well, now the passing game is done, the season's over, can't wait to go for an eight. Why? Why? You've seen Treon. You haven't seen Will. I don't understand why naming a quarterback for one week, you know, it means, hey, well, I think that just comes from influence from reporters, Nick, to be honest with you. Uh, I think reporters have shaped it in that direction. And uh, the fans, without any other way to gather knowledge or some just being lazy, are just going to go off of that. And that's why I get so upset about the way reporters report, because I know uh, for his half-baked um, and as amateurish as I think these people are, they do have a following and people listen. And, and uh, that's the danger of that. So now, you know, if you've reported it with that kind of a slant and then the other guy ends up starting, people start thinking, oh, some funny business is going on. Uh, they're playing some kind of favoritism. Or people start saying stuff like, oh, money's passed hands. And all that kind of BS comes up and it just slowly works its way through like a poison. And I hate to see that kind of stuff happen there. All right, well, we're going to have to leave it there. You know, I'd ask you for a prediction, but it's New Mexico State, so what are we going to do? Uh, I, I do want to let the folks out there listening to know that Nick's going to join me regularly on Thursday as we run through the big three here in the state of Florida. We talk Florida Gators, Florida State Seminoles, and the University of Miami, so happy to have Nick back again with me this season talking Florida Gators football on a weekly basis. Nick, thanks for joining me on the Gridiron Stud Show today. Appreciate it, Chad. Talk to you soon. All right. Yeah, that's an ongoing situation there. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. going to be interesting to see what happens to the guy who is not the guy in uh, in uh, Florida. So even though it's New Mexico State, there's plenty, plenty reason to watch the Florida Gators this weekend, if for nothing else, just to see how Will Greer and Treyon Harris uh, – 
take the reins when they have their opportunity. Let's head out to the phone lines. Caller, you're on the Gridiron Stud Show. What's on your mind? Caller, you there? I hear some movement, some noise. You there, caller? Yes, you're on. How y'all doing today? Doing good. Good. Hey, I just had a question about the starting quarterback battle. Yes, what with the Florida Gators? Yeah, I was I was listening in on Twitter and and uh, follow this guy who said Jack Del Rio was coming in, former five star mm-hmm. recruit at Alabama. And yeah, uh, Luke Luke Del Rio, I, Jack's son. Yeah, I, I heard he transferred. I was wondering why he didn't get a shot at the starting quarterback battle. Uh, he has eligibility issues. I guess on Twitter he was some five star that went to Alabama, some highly touted recruit. I just I didn't know why he's not in the consideration. Well, let me shed, let me shed a little. Let me shed a little insight on that for you. Uh, from what I understand, he has looked good in some of the things he's participated in. But Luke's biggest issue is that he is not immediately eligible since he's transferring from another Division One program. He was going to try something with a hardship. I don't know the latest developments on that. I'm going to have to just assume that the hardship did not go through, and as a result, he is going to have to sit out a year because he's transferred from another Division One program. All right, this might be a little off the radar, but who's out of, th- of those three quarterbacks? I got to ask you, which girlfriend's the hottest? Because I swallowed <laughs> on Bleacher Report, and I saw Will Greer's Buccaneers woman, and she's she's smoking. I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, I'm not the one to give you that answer, number one, because I haven't seen the girlfriends of all three. And uh, number two, I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And let me tell you something, when you're a quarterback, uh, usually you got yourself a pretty good dime piece on the side. So I'll leave that to the people at hand in places like Bleacher Report. But, hey, man, New Mexico State is up. You're a Gator fan. Gator football is back. Jim McElwain and the staff are in here. I like them. Things are really good there at Florida. So enjoy it uh, this weekend, man. And thanks for calling into the Gridiron Stud Show. Thank you. Go Gators. Appreciate it. All right. There you go. That's reporting here for you in uh, in the year 2015. Bleacher Report got a story out or showing a story or whatever about who's got the hottest girlfriend. Journalism in 2015. Let me jump into a break when I get back. It's NFL time. Tom Brady beats the case. We'll talk about it when we get back on the Gridiron Stud Show right after this. The 7-on-7 season, summer basketball, family picnics, all around the corner, and you're paying big money for t-shirts from screen printers? Why? Screen printed t-shirts are costly when done for small groups. They're limited in color unless you want to pay an even higher price. More colors mean higher prices. How do we solve this? Do it yourself at home with your inkjet printer and a hand iron. That's right, with heat transfer paper sold at t-shirtsupplies.com, you can design your own logos, put any wording you want, print it on your inkjet print paper, and using the proper paper sold by t-shirtsupplies.com, you can get this the way that you want it. There's no limit to the amount of color or the design. You can transfer a photograph using this paper. It's great for team sports. It's great for family reunions. It's great for birthday grips. 
The t-shirt is part of the American culture, and now you can design your own. Don't worry if you haven't done it before. T-Shirt Supplies has the first-rate customer service. They will help you get the paper you want for your project and steer you in the right direction. Visit them now at t-shirtsupplies.com. That's t-shirts, no hyphen, supplies, plural, all one word, dot com. Or call them at one 857 2737 That's 1-877-85-PAPER. T-shirtsupplies.com. Go there now. Hey, 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 do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payouts. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. One member has made over 600000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one-day contest for $25 and, get this, cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS. Do it now! Chad Wilson here with you, and we are uh, talking NFL now. We've hit it. high school football. We've hit college football. Even hit that breaking news, man. Tom Brady's laughing at y'all people out there. Hey, Indianapolis Colts, he gives the hand across the chin to you guys. Go ahead and report about them saggy balls I threw all over you guys in January. You got to see the look and the smirk on Tom Brady's face that is out there right now, just posted it on my page on Twitter. He's got that smirk like, I did it to you boys again. Did it on him. Yeah, I took you out. Yeah, I let some air out the balls. And here I am in the courthouse, and I'm winning. Dressed to uh, dressed to impress, too, by the way. Model girlfriend, four rings, big contract. Big house, big lawyers, big win. Tom Brady is laughing at you. Uh, Once again, the Patriots and Tom Brady win. That has to make folks all across this great country sick to their stomach. Me, not so much. Hey, 
Let's find out why Tom's such a winner. Maybe I can be that big of a winner, too. Nevertheless, if you've just crawled out from under a rock or you were trapped in the hole or, you know, being held hostage somewhere, Tom Brady has beat the four-game suspension handed down by Roger Goodell. Slap across the face against the commissioner of the National Football League. Somewhere Ray Rice is like, yo, what's up, son? Got to be asking questions. You got dudes that have been suspended in this league right now that are probably, if they're in the weight room benching an amount they've never benched before, if they're at home, they're probably snapping and breaking stuff as they look at photos and footage of Tom Brady laughing at you, son. Got to love that life. So Tom beats the case. What else can I tell you? Let me jump back to uh, my question I asked in the open here. A little bit of a silly question, but I'd like to know. I ask silly questions. Sometimes you get really great answers. You got a football team. You need a win today. You need one win to get into the playoffs. Which one of these three guys in their current state do you take? Is it Dan Marino, John Elway, or Randall Cunningham? In their current state, which one of these three guys do you take to quarterback your team today to get that win, to get yourself into the playoff race? I mean, you know, when you get in the playoffs, you can resume as you did and put your other quarterback in there. But who do you take today? Dan Marino, John Elway, Randall Cunningham in their current state. All these guys are around 52, 53 years old, okay? Just so you know. I try to keep it together. I was going to put Warren Moon, but damn, Warren Moon's up there, okay? He's like 58 years old. Definitely wanted to throw Warren Moon in there. Went through a little Randall. These guys are all around the same age, 52, 53 years old. I think Elway might be the oldest, somewhere around uh, 54, 55, something like that. Which one of those guys in their current state would you put back there and see if they could survive through this show? Or through, uh, not through the show, I'm going to survive. And I'm not 53. But nevertheless, that's the deal, okay? Tom Brady's laughing at you. You don't want to know who else, you, you want to know who I'm laughing at? What's up with the Washington Redskins? What's the deal with that franchise? Why are they such a freaking train wreck? If you want to know what I'm talking about, Jessica McCluggan. Now, who's that, you ask? Jessica McCluggan is the wife of the Redskins general manager, Scott McCluggan. Now, why is she? Why are we talking about her? McCluggan... Uh, took it upon herself to say some disparaging things about ESPN's Diana Rossini on Wednesday evening. I mean, a vulgar tweet, okay? Just absolutely, you know, ridiculous. And why, and why is... Why is she even commenting on things like this? First of all, why is she directing anything at Diana Rossini? It's because Diana was the one who broke the story of Kirk Cousins replacing Robert Griffin III as the Redskins' starting quarterback. She's the one who broke the story. So that's why this is, you know, that's why anything was even directed at her. But first of all, the way the Redskins handled the whole, we're going to put Kirk Cousins in for. RG3 uh, has been uh, anything less than stellar. Let's just say that. I, mean, I think I'm being nice.
So uh, I'm sure you guys want to know exactly what the tweet said. And uh, here we go. And she ats her, by the way. Okay, she didn't just Jessica McCluggan didn't just put the tweet up just to say it at Diana ESPN, and she asked this question, this very important question that you need to ask. Please tell us how many BJ's you had to give to get this story. And did they laugh at you before or after? Really, man? I mean, you got to be kidding me. Nevertheless, Jessica McCluggan's Twitter account is no longer. That thing's been extinguished. That fire has been put out real quick. And, of course, the apology that comes after. Jessica McCluggan says this, I deeply apologize for the disparaging remarks about an ESPN reporter on my personal Twitter account. Now, mind you, uh, the Washington Redskins before this had said that this was uh, a fake account. This is why I say they're a train wreck. The Washington Redskins came out and said that this was a fake account, that this was done. And then after that, you got McCluggan coming out and apologizing for the remarks made from her personal Twitter account. My God, can't the Redskins get anything right? Continuing on with the statement, the comment was unfounded and inappropriate, and I have the utmost respect for both the reporter and ESPN. I regret that my actions have brought undeserved negative attention to the Washington organization and its leadership. I don't mean to laugh. But my comments in no way reflect the opinions or attitudes of the organization, and I regret that my behavior has in any way negatively impacted the team and its loyal fan base. Now, tell me if if that apology didn't come from a template. I think all she had to do there was scratch out whatever was in there before and put in ESPN and put in Washington. Because that's as cookie-cutter an apology as there is. And if you for any second think that she has any respect whatsoever for both this reporter and ESPN, you are absolutely positively out of your mind. No way in hell. Okay, so... um, it's an apology. It's the thing you got to do in this day and age when you, you know, stub your toe and say something really ridiculous, as uh, Jessica McCluggan did. And uh, she did that. Yep, she did that. She should have thought twice, obviously. That goes without saying. But uh, nevertheless, she did it. Anyway, we've got uh, we've got the final round of uh, NFL games, uh, preseason games coming up here. I want to know your thoughts on it. You can give me a call here, 347-633-9365. Let me head out to the phone lines. Caller, you're on the Gridiron Stud Show. What do you got on your mind? What's going on? How you doing? All right, man. What's going on? Not much. Shoot, what do you got for me? Plenty going on. High school, college, NFL. Look here, man. What happened to the area that left the ball? To the what? what happened to the alleged area that left Brady's ball? How did he get off, man? Four games, you get just to, gone? You get, to sag, you get to sag balls if you're Tom Brady, okay? You get to do a lot of Come things on. if you're Tom Brady. You can let the air out of the balls, man. But listen, okay, I got one thing to say to you. Tom Brady uh-huh. is laughing at you, son. He's laughing at you, son. Oh, big time. He's laughing at Big everybody. house, big you're car, big ring. job over this. You know what? 
Tom Brady is in the corner somewhere rubbing his hands together like Birdman. Okay? He's laughing at you, son. <laughs> Tom Brady and the New England Patriots win again. Listen, you you saw how this whole Tom Brady era kicked off, right? It was, right. It was with a tuck rule, and it's going to end with a deflate mm-hmm. gate. So there it is, man. They Started just keep winning. Man. With with the deflate. Yeah, that's it. Man. It's, it's all about playing around with the ball. So for all future franchises, maybe the Dolphins need to play with some balls. A little I mean, bit, they, they right? cheat just a little bit better than everybody else. They, you know, he bends they, the rules just a little better than everybody else. It's their world. If you are not a New England Patriots fan, the only thing you could hope for is his retirement. And so this bitter nightmare can end. Uh, and for you Dolphin fans down here, it is a big-time oh, horror heard. show. Since oh, 2001, I thought we were going to get, gonna get off and, and, and be forward on the AFC before he even came back. They probably yeah, won Man, you want to know, know who's hurt the most? It's poor Jimmy Garoppolo, who just thought he was going to get his break into oh, the he NFL. he knew he was the starter. He picked up two extra girlfriends. He he was ready. He was ready to go. Now he's got to take the car back. I'm pretty sure the girl has left him a note on his pillow and bounced on him already Mm -hmm. upon this news. I don't think this is going to work out anymore, Jimmy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, (laughs) welcome to that world. Yeah, I mean, you're not Tom, man. You know, your biggest problem, Jimmy, is you're not Tom. That's what it is. So you need to go find some balls to deflate. Hey, man, for a Dolphin fan like yourself, this 2001 ride to now has been one big long trip down Nightmare on Elm Street. But i got to ask you this, since you're a Dolphin fan, what is the Miami Mm -hmm. Dolphin? And try to be a little bit reasonable here. Miami Dolphins' record in 2015 is what? We're 10-6 this year. I was going to go 11-5, and now Tom just came back. I'm going to go 10-6, and and we're making the playoffs. 10-6, and you're making the playoffs. Yeah. Lamar's okay. running pretty Sounds good. Sounds reasonable, man. You got a new, hey, wide, you you got like a new a, wide receiver core. Yeah, I'm going to go 10-6. You're a reasonable Dolphin fan, man. Before I let you go, what's the what's the one thing, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to this season from the Miami Dolphins? What is it that you must see? I got to see that defensive line dominate. That defensive line is going to be the best in the league this year. Donovan Sue, Cameron Wake, they're going to have the lowest – Average game per rush in the league. We're going to be the number one Nate. defense, defensive line at least in the league. Number one against. I the think line. that. Uh, I think that's going. That, I think that'd be the answer if I sampled a hundred Dolphin fans. I think that'd be the overwhelming majority answers. They want to see that, mm-hmm. you know, defensive line go to work. Wake Sue, Olivier Vernon, and uh, shoot, defensive guy like myself, I'd like to see the same. Well, hey man, appreciate you calling the Gridiron Stud Show. Take care, bud. All right. Yeah, yeah, Dolphin fans, this trip uh, since 2001 and that tuck rule, um, it's uh, it's been one big, long nightmare that I'm sure you'd want to end. But Tom is probably rejuvenated off of this win, okay? Probably rejuvenated off this court battle win, man. That's another five years for Tom Brady. The nightmare continues, Dolphin fans. It will continue. Tom Brady, front and center. I'll just leave it at this. Tom Brady's laughing at you, son. Well, one thing that's not going to continue as of right now is this show is we've reached the end. I had fun doing this show today. It's been a while since I've been on solo. I won't be on solo tomorrow. I'm back on tomorrow, but my uh, co-host, Emil Calamino, joins me. We're going to jump 
it's the uh, it's the college football season kicking off, so we're going to have some picks for you. We're going to give you our top picks for this weekend's action coming up. And for those of you interested in thinking about it, I like South Carolina tonight. They're a sm- small favorite. I don't know why they would be such a small favorite. I'm, it's almost so small that I'm suspicious. But nevertheless, North Carolina didn't play any defense last year. i got to see them play some defense this year before I put any faith in them. I like the old ball coach to put a good game plan together here in the opener and battle back from – you know, whatever they suffered last year. So I like South Carolina tonight. Uh, Michigan, all the hoopla will be around Harbaugh starting. He doesn't have a good team, and he's got to change some mentality there. I don't like them in Utah. I like Utah, who is less than a touchdown favorite. So I like Utah tonight to, uh, you know, kind of flex their little their muscle a little bit on Michigan and show Harbaugh that uh, they've got some work to do. So I like those two. You could uh, do what you want with that. Utah and South Carolina Join me again tomorrow, me and my co-host, Amo Calaminos. We're back on. We're going to have a lot more in college football. We'll talk a little NFL. And just remember, Tom Brady is laughing at you, son. Enjoy your day. Hey, man, how many offers do you have? Well, I got about 10. Miami, Florida, Florida State, Auburn, USC, and more. How many you got? None yet. None? <laughs> Is this you? Are you sitting there with no offers whatsoever? Are you a good football player? Then head over to gridironstuds.com right now. At Gridiron Studs, you can create your own profile for free and post your highlight video. College football coaches are visiting gridironstuds.com on a daily basis looking for prospects. But they won't find you if you're not there. Don't keep your talents on the field a secret. Put up your free profile right now on gridironstuds.com and get college football coaches' eyes on you. Visit us now at gridironstuds.com or follow us on Twitter at gridironstuds. Gridironstuds.com. Make yourself be seen.